it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good morning, Fish Faithful, on this first day of April. No, 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 no. We're not doing April Fool's jokes on Marlins Rewind. The Marlins flip the M and hold off the Mets 2-1 in a tight, tight game at Lone Depot Park last night. Thanks for making Marlins Rewind a part of your day. I'm Steven Strom. Marlins move to 1-1 after they snatched their first victory of the season right at home down in Miami. And to tell the story, here's the voice of the Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Come on, you got to be kidding me. We got a heart stopper in game two. Come on now. Marlins win it two to one. Boy, edge of your seat. Grind your teeth. Marlins escape. They beat the Mets two to one on this gorgeous Friday night here at Lone Depot Park in Miami. Marlins were propelled by Jorge Soler and Jazz Chisholm Jr. Mets got one back in the ninth. Jesus Lazardo was fantastic, and the hero tonight was Jorge Soler. So let's take a look at the highlights in a matchup on the mound tonight that featured Jesus Lazardo and David Peterson. Lazardo came into the ballgame after 18 starts in 2022 that saw him pitch to the tune of a 332 ERA. David Peterson had seven wins and five losses in a 3.83 ERA in 28 appearances, including 19 starts for the New York Mets last season. So that set the stage for game two of this four-game weekend tilt between the Marlins and the Mets tonight. And it was the Jorge Soler show early, and it finished with Jorge Soler capping off a Marlins victory tonight. We were scoreless through one, and leading off the top of the second inning, Pete Alonso hit a high drive to right field. Jorge Soler climbed all the way back to the warning track, leapt at the front edge of the warning track, made a sensational catch to rob Pete Alonso of what would have been extra bases in the top of the second inning. So the Mets go quietly in the second, and the Marlins strike in the bottom of the second. Jorge Soler was leading off against Jesus Lazardo. Up first pitch swinging, Soler, high fly ball hit pretty well, right center field. This baby's got a chance, on its way and gone! The Marlins have a 1-0 lead. Soler robs Alonzo of extra bases in the second. He gives the Marlins a 1-0 lead a half inning later. So Jorge Soler robs Alonzo, then he gives the Marlins a 1-0 lead in the bottom of the second. And as Rod Allen rejoins us, uh, that just kind of set the table for what to what uh, ended up being a sensational night for Jorge Soler. You know, you see it all the time. A guy makes an outstanding play defensively. Then the next time he comes up that next inning, they do something special. And that's exactly what Jorge Soler was able to do. I had a conversation with him today during batting practice, and I told him how much I appreciated his double last night which was to the big part of the baseball field, left center field. The home run was right center field. He told me he's going to do a lot of that this year. In terms of highlights, there was not a whole lot to talk about after the Solaire homer in the second. Jesus Lazardo pitched a perfect third. In the bottom half of the third inning, David Peterson had to work around a one-out single, but it was pretty quiet after that. The Marlins, or the Mets rather, got a couple of guys on 
in the fourth inning. They would continue to go quietly. David Peterson worked five innings in this ball game here tonight. He allowed a run on eight hits with a walk and five strikeouts. Jesus Lazardo had this thing on cruise control until we got to the sixth inning in this ball game this evening when with two outs, Brandon Nimmo walked, Starling Marte singled, Francisco Lindor walked, the bases were loaded for Pete Alonso. First-year manager Skip Schumacher came out to get Lizardo. J.T. Shagwa came into the ball game. Pete Alonso laced a ball into the gap in left center field. It was run down by Jazz Chisholm Jr., another massive play in this ballgame here tonight. It really was, and I just love Shagwa, and I love the fact that Skip Schumacher went to get him. He pitched some big innings for the Tampa Bay Rays last year last year and that was the biggest at bat of the game bases loaded going up against a guy that hit 40 last year and drove in 131 pete hit the ball hard but jazz ran it down but i love shagwa shagwa got the final out in the sixth he would continue into the seventh working on back-to-back -back days to start the season shagwa pitched a perfect seventh inning for the Miami Marlins. This game was still scoreless, headed into the bottom of the seventh inning. And uh, I'll tell you what, what a game here tonight. Marlins couldn't do a whole lot against Tommy Hunter in the seventh, but this ball game really, really, really turned around. Uh, it kind of started, quite frankly, in the eighth inning. Into the ball game was Dylan Floro, and he immediately got the pinch hitter Luis Guillorme to ground out the second. That was followed by a Daniel Vogelback double off the bench. It was a high-arcing fly ball into center field that Jazz Chisholm Jr. started back on. And he shouldn't have started back because it was shallow hit ball. He couldn't come on and make a sensational diving catch. Daniel Vogelback had a one-out double. He was replaced on the base pass by Tim LaCastro. Brandon Nimmo came up and he flew out to center field. And with two outs in the top of the eighth inning, in a 1-0 game, Starling Marte came to the plate looking to potentially equalize this game for New York. Floro holding. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Marte line drive right field on a line. In comes Jorge Soler. He made the catch. Oh, a diving catch by Jorge Soler in right field. May have just saved the game for the Marlins here in the eighth. What a game Soler's having tonight. So Lair robbed Alonzo in the second, and he literally saved the game here in the eighth. He really did, because if that ball gets past him, there's no doubt that's going to be a triple uh, for Marte because he can really run, and a run scored. So who knows what happens after that. But Solaire, he came to play today. So it was one nothing. Marlins led this game. Bottom of the eighth inning, the former Marlin, John Curtis, took the mound for the New York Mets. He got Garrett Cooper to hit a fly ball to right field, and with nobody on and one out, up came to the plate was Jazz Chisholm Jr. and to date 0 for 7 to start the season. We'll be up to Lindor, Alonzo, and Canna. Here's the 2-1 pitch to Jazz. He swings and hits a high fly ball. Deep right field. It's 2-0 Miami. Oh my goodness. Jazz Chisholm Jr. just turned around 95. He hit 14 homers in an injury-plagued 2022 season. He is dangerous, and when he's healthy and in this lineup, he's a difference maker. You know, from an offensive standpoint, very few have the talent that Jazz has. He's got that wiry body like Eric Davis used to have when he played for the Cincinnati Reds in center field. Eric hit a lot of home runs. Jazz has that same kind of body. He's got speed. He's got power. He's got electricity. He's fun to watch, and he's going to have a wonderful season as long as he stays healthy. So the Marlins led 2-0. We went to the top of the ninth inning. Marlins trying to 
capture their first win of 2023 here tonight. The newcomer, the big, tall lefty, A.J. Puck, came on for Miami, faced Francisco Lindor, struck him out with a high fastball with nobody on and one out. The Mets got a little closer with Pete Alonso. Pitch to Pete, swung on, hit high in the air, deep to right field. Garcia's going back at the wall, leaps, it's gone. That was a homer for Alonzo. He had a big night, got robbed a couple of times. He hit 40 bombs last season. That was his first year in 2023. Well, as long as you can let him hit solo home runs when it doesn't really mean anything late in the game, you can win a ball game. But Pete Alonzo definitely had a good game. They made some good plays against him tonight. So it was 2-1. to one. Marlins had the lead. Nobody on, one out. Mark Canna struck out swinging. And the last gasp of air for the New York Mets tonight was the batting champion in the National League in 2022, Jeff McNeil. Well, Puck. Nothing into the count. Here's the pitch. Make it a ground ball. Should do it right side. Arise fields it. Off balance throw to first. This ball game is over. The Marlins have beaten the New York Mets by a final score of 2-1. to one. They are propelled by solo shots from Jorge Soler and Jazz Chisholm Jr. Pete Alonso just inched the Mets a bit closer here by the ninth. But A.J. Puck puts the finishing touches on the Miami Marlins' first victory here in 2023. It was a heart stopper on the edge of your seat. The Marlins win it. Rod, on the way out the door here, it's the first managerial win for Skip Schumacher. It's a one-run victory for the Marlins after losing 40 of them last season. Maybe a good omen to start the year. You know, we talked about it in spring training. Even though they didn't win a lot of games, they didn't have a lot of offensive production in spring training, but we saw some results in spring training. We saw guys going the other way. We saw guys with good plate appearances, and it's a good for Brent Brown, the hitting coach. is excellent for Skip Schumacher, the new manager, the first to get his first win, first win of many. And you hope that this propels Edward Cabrera when he goes opposite of Tyler McGill at 410 tomorrow afternoon. His stuff is so filthy. I'm looking forward to watching him go out there for his very first start of the year against this New York Mets offense. Partner, it was a lot of fun here tonight. Drive home safe. Let's do it again tomorrow. You do the same. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. What a heck of a ball game here at Lone Depot Park in Miami tonight. The Marlins win it by a final score of 2-1. to one. Jesus Lazardo beats David Peterson. A.J. Puck collects his first save as a Miami Marlin. For the New York Mets tonight, they get a run on four hits. There were no errors, and there were five men left on base. For the Marlins, two runs, ten hits, no errors. They leave seven men on base. Marlins tonight fueled by the power and the strength of Jorge Soler, along with Jazz Chisholm Jr. Soler robbed Alonzo, kept it a one nothing game by robbing uh, Starling Marte in the eighth. He gets the Marlins on the board with a home run in the second. Soler was one for four with a double yesterday. He's got a couple of hits here tonight. We have talked about it time and time again. But if guys like Jorge Soler and Avi Garcia, along with Jazz Chisholm Jr., who are hitting four, five, six for the Miami Marlins, can stay healthy in 2023, that's how you flip some of these one-run games. That's how you get over the hump. Jazz goes deep. Marlins get 10 hits tonight. By the way, they left a lot of runs out there. They couldn't cash in multiple times. They left a couple of runners on in the second. They left two more in the fifth when they got three hits. Left another guy on in the sixth inning. In total, the Marlins leave seven runs on base tonight. There was more to be had out there for the Marlins this evening, but they do just enough to beat the Mets here in game two of this four-game weekend series. 
Jesus Lazardo goes five and two-thirds innings on the mound, does not allow a run on two hits. Walked four, you know, a little similar to Sandy yesterday, maybe a few early season jitters for Jesus Lazardo, but he punched out five, he held his own, and he kept the Mets in check. Five and two-thirds innings, a scoreless baseball. A hat tip to J.T. Shagwa, who got that final out with the bases loaded in the sixth inning, then came back out for the seventh. He has worked on back-to-back days, so we're not going to see him tomorrow. But a really nice start to the Marlins' career for J.T. Shagwa. Dylan Floro pretty darn good in the eighth. Puck wobbled in the ninth. He allowed the solo shot to Pete Alonso. But that was all she wrote. The Miami Marlins beat the New York Mets by a final of 2-1 to one here at Lone Depot Park this evening. A winning combination strikeouts and charity. The Miami Marlins are committed to fighting cancer in our community and are proud to partner with AutoNation to support their Drive Pink initiative with every strikeout recorded by a Marlins pitcher. $25 will be donated this season to charities supporting a cure. Let's hear from the man who earned his first victory as the manager of the Miami Marlins. It's Skip Schumacher and he's got some sound to share. Yeah, Here's thank you. Manager, how does it feel? feels great. I mean, players win games. So, um, you know, Jazz, big home run there. Obviously, Zeus with a huge outing and Shargoi. Uh, it was just a team, really good team effort. And that's a, uh, if I was going to get the win, uh, the first win, that's how you want it to be, right? That, that team type of uh, win. Yeah, great to see. But let's start with your starting pitcher, Jesus. You said that this is the year he needs to take it to the next level. You think this is a good start? Yeah, against uh, one of the best teams in the league. Um, Really good deep lineup, left, right, um, switch hitters up and down the lineup, um, all stars everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I mean to show that's you know he shows what he's capable of doing deep in the game. Um, I think he can even go deeper. Um, and you, if he, you ask him, you know, a lot, some three two counts, he probably wouldn't want want to have back. He'd want to have back. And but man, what a great uh, start to the season for him. Would you say too with those full counts and? Uh the walks towards the end you say that that's more attributed to like this veteran Mets lineup who just makes adjustments on the behind really can work out yeah it's a great lineup I mean that's that's why they you know number one probably be a top five or whatever in, in the league um this year offense and um if not the top um it's dangerous from number one to nine so um and, and their bench is really good but for him to to go through that lineup um three times was you know really good and um and I think, uh, you know, yes, the 3-2 counts, uh, you know, affected him late in, later in the game. However, I still think his stuff works in the zone. And um, I think he's starting to realize that. Jorge Soler, you want the decision to put him in right field today. It paid off. How could he look out there? He looked good all around. He had really good base running, um, really good swings tonight, good at bats last two games. Um, yeah, I mean, that Marte ball was hit really hard, comes in, good jump, good first step, makes a great play. That ball gets by him. Marte, who knows where he's at. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just good all-around game. Uh, Shargua, like you mentioned, the second game in a row where you have him come in dirty inning, does the job just. What is it about him to be able to do that and your confidence in him? Obviously. Yeah, no, um, obviously a great pickup in the offseason uh, by Kim and, and the front office, and we need somebody that could get out of a, a big inning and, and get the next one. And um, I see him in all kinds of different roles. It could be from the sixth inning to the ninth inning type of thing. That's that's who he can be and um, gets lefties out and righties out um, with his uh, his stuff is real. And um, so, yeah, I'm happy that he uh, he did his job there for him, you know, his confidence. With Soler, what does he mean to this club? Like, you know, his role and what? 
you know. I mean, he's a middle of the order bat. I mean, we need him to go. I mean, there's no, there's, uh, it's just, there's it's not sugar coating or anything. That's that's just real. We need him and Navi and, and the middle of the Cooper and Cooper keep going. I mean, he's had some really good at bats the first two games of the year. And um, so, yeah, we just solely just showed that he's just not a DH, right? Like it's okay to play him in the outfield and um, he's a good outfielder and um, and it gives other guys days at the DH spot to give that kind of half day off, which, you know, we're looking for. Uh, going with puck to close uh, decision there and then what you saw from outside, the home run. Not yeah, I mean, flow is, um, you know, he can do eighth and ninth inning. Um, uh, we like him in any spot, honestly, and, uh, you know, we just felt like puck has has the stuff, the strikeout, wipeout stuff to get lefty and righties out. Yeah, he gave up a home run, but that's why it was so crucial for Jazz to get that insurance run in the ninth or in the eighth. Um, so, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, I liked where he was at. Again, confidence that he can do it also in the ninth inning and close the game out. Um, I think it, should, it was a big win for, I know, second game of the year. Um, but just confidence-wise for our bullpen guys to, you know, get out of big spots and for them, um, you know, to start the year, it was it was was big. Is this the type of game that you anticipate, like maybe the team in order to win games, or it could be frequent this year? You know, close games. You know, little things you have to get done. Yeah, I mean, we're we had traffic all night, which was good. Um, continue to have guys on base, put pressure on on the uh, uh, the starting pitcher, um, which I felt like we did a really good job tonight. Um, that's going to be the key for us moving on. We can't just out slug, you know, we got to put competitive at bats together. And, you know, once again, arise is just, you know, the, the, at the top of the order, just showing what a competitive at bat looks like every single at bat never gives a pitch away. Um, I think he just starts and sets the tone every single night. Um, in every inning he's, he's at the plate. Uh, the fifth inning birdie going second to home on the Cooper hit. Good with that, or yeah, I think or? I think uh, I think you know maybe we thought it was going to go a little bit further in the outfield. I think it hit Alonzo's glove um, just enough to to kill it a little bit. Um, you know, Birdie being aggressive, one of the faster, better base runners around, and um, you know, Reader took a, a chance in sending him, and you know, McNeil made a perfect throw. So you know, when you're scratching and clawing for runs, and you know, you see an opportunity to, to maybe steal a run there, you take a chance, and I think Alonzo may have just got enough glove. To, to kill the ball there, and you know some of those things happen. Jess, uh, Skip obviously the second game of the of the year, and Jess uh, looked pretty tested in, in center. And you, I know you in spring you say you didn't want to you don't want to see the um, routine fly balls, and today you made a couple of good plays in in center with uh, difficult hits, if you would say. So thoughts on, on him in center today? Um, yeah, I mean, he make a, a good play on Alonzo, bases loaded, um, you know, kind of a top spin ball at the, at the end there that, you know, can play tricks on you, especially with the, the roof open, you know, the wind is, was swirling a little bit. Um, yeah, tough read maybe with the Volgebach uh, ball, but, um, you know, trying to make a, a chance on it, took a chance on it and didn't come up with it. Listen, it's, it's going to be, it's not going to be perfect right away. We knew that and that's okay credit to him that after a tough play right there the following inning he hits a home run so that shows the maturity right like i'm gonna keep working i'm gonna keep getting better in the outfield it's not gonna affect my at bats and um and you know that was a big home run i mean get to get another run in the ninth inning with, with that lineup that we're facing was was a big run what was the celebration like after getting your first win 
it was cold. I, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, a good group of guys. They thought it, um, you know, getting some type of, uh, you know, beer shower and, you know, protein shake in my ear and whatever they else they put on my head. Uh, it's just a uh, um, good group of guys, and I'm glad I got to celebrate it with them. And, again, I didn't win it. I know it goes on my record, but th- they won that game. It's just uh, it's a player's game. Players win you games, and, um, you know, I'm just glad to be part of it. When was the last my first hit and first home run so it's been a long time and then obviously celebrating uh you know some some championships that type of thing but like in the cart it was a uh, <laughs> um first hit first home run yeah. Oh, how much does it mean to you to have your family here to celebrate with you yeah they leave on sunday so it was uh, i was like man really nice <laughs> if we get one here soon uh but, um, yeah, I mean, seeing them in the stands, obviously, them get to experience it with me. And, you know, I haven't seen them in six weeks. So, them to, to see it and even wave to them in the stands is, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Skip, you went with Garrett Cooper and Yuli Coop had three hits. Yuli had one. Would you like to incorpor- continue incorporating both of your first basemen in the lineup? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've kind of said in spring training that that DH spot is just not Solaire's spot. Kind of, you know, rotate that spot around. Solaire probably going to get the majority of it. Um, but, you know, I like Yuli's glove there. I like Cooper's bat. I like Cooper's glove last night, too. Um, just trying to find the right mixture to keep these guys fresh and healthy and still feeling good and not just, you know, have the same starting nine every single night and then expect a big pinch hit from one of these guys when they haven't played in a week. That's not fair. So trying to get the, um, you know, the bench more involved, um, especially early in the year, is really important. And I don't feel like I'm losing anything with Yuli in the lineup, right? So that's a good guy to have off the bench. Birdie, um, really good off the bench today. You know, spot start, you know, with the, the lefty on the mound. And um, I just felt really, really good about that. And, you know, still have Dela on the bench and Sanchez on the bench, you know, as weapons. So, and by the way, Fortes caught a really good game. So, um you know, I'm really happy. A strong bench is important, you know, on a, on a winning team. And, you know, I really like where we're at. Um, Skip, Cooper and Solaire were slow to get up at one point um, in the game. Need to continue, but is that something to monitor, uh, those two guys uh, getting slow to get back or are they just business as usual? Slow to get up when, oh, when, when Cooper had his. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you checked it. We checked it out and got to hit the next at bat. So, I, you know, we're at the, the bat maybe after that. But yeah, took some good swings, checked it out. He's fine. Um, Solaire was just a diving play and he's a big guy. So, it took him a while to get up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Good. Thanks. All right, guys. Got Thanks. You felt it, you smelt it every time Jazz steps up to the plate. You expect some flair or flavor. Well, he delivered the insurance run that Miami needed in the eighth on a absolute bomb to right field. Let's hear what the Prince had to say following the first win of the season. I know. I knew we were up one nothing, and I just felt like it felt like we needed another run. Really, I was just trying to barrel up the ball. You know, that would be my first hit of the season. I was just up there trying to get get at bats, get comfortable. I was a little late for the last two days. Talked to my hitting coach a little bit, and he said that I was a little late too. So I 
and I just tried to start a little bit earlier and good results happened. Skip said he was impressed by the way you're able to compartmentalize fielding and getting and not letting things that happen in the field affect you at the plate. How are you able to do that? No, I mean, I feel like it's two different games. You know, you go out there, you got to be great at both, but at the same time, you can't let one overtake the other. If you're not hitting well, then you should be out there playing the best and the most elite defense you can. You know, you got to help your team out. And when you're not playing defense well, I feel like, you know, like you can't go and take that to the plate and cloud up your brain and make you take bat, even worse swings and make you struggle more, you know? So. Defensively, you've been tested right off the bat. What's the learning process been like in center field? I'm just taking it easy and not trying to overdo things. Uh, know that I have help out there with the other outfielders out there with the vets like Avi and, and Soler out there and David Cruz, the guys that have been doing it for years. Um, you know, just the small things uh, like that. How different was it to get the roof open? Oh, it was actually kind of, it was surprisingly kind of cool. You mentioned Soler, just I mean, I've been watching it all off season. Me, him, and, and Avi were at the U working with Jay all off season. So I've been seeing it all off season, so it doesn't really surprise me and how well his defense is right now. Now that you've had a chance to review the home run trot, how would you value your first one of the year? <laughs> I'd say 10, there it is right there. <laughs> and the teal, obviously. Oh, I love the teal. The teal is the sickest thing in the world. Uh, I feel like we could, I wish we could play in the teal every day, but hey. Once a week is fine with me for right now. <laughs> uh, Skip's first win, saw obviously the celebration. Can you take us inside that? What was it like to uh, the celebration and just get the first one for him? Uh, I mean, it was great. You know, like like you said, we all work hard for this, but he's worked extra hard. He's already had his career as a big leaguer, and now he's starting his career in something else as a manager now. And he's our leader, so it's great to get the first one out for him, and it's many more to come. Who led that celebration or the, the cold beverage shower? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> no, no names called. <laughs> all right, we can't wait to have you aboard for game three of a four-game series between the Mets and Marlins for a Saturday matinee on the Marlins radio network right here in Miami. Marlins on deck with me. Steven Strom starts at 340. First pitch is set for 410. Make sure to follow Marlins radio on Twitter. Simple, at Marlins radio. We're not doing any rocket science over here. We hope to have you join us. Thanks for rewinding with us on Marlins Rewind. This is the Marlins radio network driven by AutoNation.